When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Me oh, money in the bank. Money in the bank. We have got money in the bank. A small amount of money. <laughs> That's true. Um, you can help put more money in our bank. Put more money in our bank. By typing into Google Big Cartel Wrestle Me. Uh, yes. We've got a little merch store. We've got any left after that? Our absolutely rollicking performance at the uh, London Podcast. Yeah, people talk about like, oh, CM Punk. They had this t shirt. It's the biggest seller of all time. Mm. Uh, our Hazemania t shirt. Uh, after 24 hours after the live show, there was one left. Right. How That's many? Amazing. How many did we print? Doesn't matter. Makes, <laughs> makes it sound less impressive yeah, in a lot of 15. ways. <laughs> I very much like the fit of the medium. I had the yeah. medium, and I have got a little belly now. Yeah. I'm still quite broad from some working out I did about five years ago. Real broad bean. Uh, real broad <laughs> real bean. Broad bean. Yeah. Um, so it kind of offsets the gut a little bit, but it, it has enough capacity for a little bit of gut. Nice. And uh, a little bit of shoulder. Yeah, I saw you walking through the streets of King's Cross uh, the <laughs> following morning, drinking a latte, <laughs> yeah. uh, wearing a, a mask, a face mask. That was good. Do you know I saw on a bus today? What? I saw on a bus today, there was an advert for a podcast. Yeah. Oh, someone's got a budget. Oh, budget. And it was called the On The Fence Podcast. Okay. And it is a one made by uh, my local council, Camden. And it was saying, are you on the fence regarding getting the vaccine? <laughs> right. It said, um, so if so, download our podcast. Um, mm. I, I don't, I don't, I don't think, I don't think it's going to change any minds. No. But I did think, why didn't Camden just give us like mm. three grand? And we you could go. just get your fucking vaccine. Get your fucking vaccine. <laughs> if you, you haven't pricks. got your vaccine, get your fucking vaccine. Well, if I, I think I know what uh, <laughs> what podcast studio they've used to record this, mm. it always makes me giggle. Right? There are certain people in this world who uh, have bought four sure uh, sure microphones, yeah, and they've put them in a very lovable, massive room. Uh, and they've bought one of those little on-air signs. Yep. And they're hiring out for 100 quid a pop an hour. Um, and and it looks like one of those places. And I, I look at that and I sort of go, that, that sounds awful. That's yeah. absolutely, this is just the sound quality. Uh, look, everyone awful. listening to this will be going, but surely, I mean, sure, are a performance and a directional mic. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Of course they are. Yeah, but they're designed to be used in studio environments. Yeah. Not just in a fucking trade estate. Also by professionals. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm very much looking at that going, they've, they've, they've cheaped out on the recording there. It looks 
Yeah. Like, uh, it looks like a green room that they're having a chat in. But they've just got four youngsters from Camden, yep. aged 18 to 25, and they're having a chat about fucking vaccines. I wonder if any of those people on that panel are very anti-vaccine. I don't <laughs> yeah, think they will secretly. be. I think yeah, they no. oh, It'd be hilarious if all four of them were, and Camden made a really big <laughs> error. Why do we invite these people for crying out loud? <laughs> well, it wasn't what we wanted, but the problem is we've paid for the studio yeah. now. Here we go, Camden. This is what our uh, vaccine podcast would sound like. Hi, I'm Pete Donaldson, uh, and I, uh, what, I'm a Camden resident, and I get that muck in my arms. I want that vaccine very yeah. much. Thank you very much. I'm Mark, Mark. I'm Mark Haynes. I live in uh, neighbouring Haringey, uh-huh. uh, yeah. which is actually, it's actually got higher numbers of um, problems than, than Camden. <laughs> um, and uh, when it comes to the vaccine, I, I would say, you know, you don't know what's in it. <laughs> it's just muck. You don't know I've what's heard in it. I've heard there's diesel in there. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, why does the government want you to have a vaccine? You know, <laughs> why? Why? They want to control you. They want, you want to control you. And you, they want to stop you driving in the congestion charge zones. I've got, I've got one friend who's a bit like I'm concerned about vaccine passports. It's, it's a recent, it's a recent uh, conversion to the to the, yeah. the QAnon-y kind of he's, side of the internet. He's got a thing of just sort of going. I mean, you know, I just don't want people to know where I'm. Go- you don't go anywhere. <laughs> You don't. You do I not go anywhere. Oh, what? So it's about going to. Yeah. They know anywhere. Oh, I, I, you I, passport. I, I, I refuse to have vaccine passports. Have I, you got a passport? Yes. <laughs> have you got a mobile phone? It's different. <laughs> um, I, I, you know, I'm like they're going to go. Oh, I see. I see Haynes. Uh, you know, from Haringey. Uh, target number seven five four five six. I see he's gone to Gales again this morning for his coffee, like he does every day. Note it down in the big book. Yeah, we've really got him on this one. Wow, oh, man. Oh, the man. people really do have a high opinion of themselves. Yeah. Like anyone gives a flying fuck. Yeah, completely. Oh, my phone's listening to me. When I was talking about beds, they started (laughs) advertising beds to me. What? They're going to record you saying beds, send it to a server, and they're going to do this with 16 million people every (laughs) fucking five seconds. (laughs) I talk about beds, sell them some beds. I I typed in the word want to buy bed on Facebook. (laughs) And an advert came up saying want to buy bed. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to burn the government down. Um, Oh, that is a good bed, though. (laughs) (laughs) After I've had this lovely sleep. My Twitter is full of wrestling stuff, and that's because those are the accounts I follow. Wrestling stuff, uh, Japan stuff, just quirky photography accounts. Yeah. 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 Like uh, Shibuya in the 80s. Oh, that's nice. (laughs) Lovely stuff. Lovely stuff. I follow a lot of flashback London ones. I like those. Yes. Going, oh, remember when when London was beautiful before you were born? (laughs) Look at it now. Look at it. All those white faces, better, wasn't it? Better. We used to have seahorses on every corner. What are you talking about? I don't know. When was never the last happened. time you were in London? I'd never go to London. <laughs> I'd never oh, go to London. What's Sadiq Khan's London? What, what I like about people who are fucking fascists, they all sort of go, just arrived in London, glad yeah. I don't live here because it's like. You, you don't live it, so don't worry about it. Yeah. You just, we, you're arriving. You're not a regular. Yeah. You're a fucking bumpkin. Th- Fuck off. There's also something funny about those those people who do that, and yeah. you sort of have that thing of going, well, "Well, you're obviously not going to a nice bit of it, are you? <laughs> it's not like you're sitting there in Mayfair, going, glad I don't live here.' Well, I mean, if you did, you'd be a billionaire. Yeah, you would. You would. You. Oh, mate. <laughs> My brother-in-law had a right pop at London the other day right. over the Geronimo the Alpaca story. <laughs> What's that got to do with London? That was in London. Was He'd it? heard a joke on Radio 4's weekend. Not weekending, um, you yeah. know, news quiz or okay. something. 
And it was basically, I mean, I mean, it's a witless show. Witless show. There's a lot of Radio 4 where you sort of go, there's no, there's not even any jokes oh, anymore. Yeah. Oh, references. yeah. Oh, yeah. And this one was basically, the joke was, um, the, the, the story of the alpaca who was destroyed for having TB, mm. um, which is what we do with animals for TB. It's yeah. well, well known. Yeah, we have to. Yeah, because otherwise you get a big pandemic. With <laughs> something which we can understand now can be devastating. You'd think that this year people would be more understanding you about would. the execution of, 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 of animals that will kill everyone. Yeah. Also, that thing about one alpaca. I mean, just think of what like a, a pig abattoir is like <laughs> every hour of the day. You yeah. know. So this alpaca thing, it came up on on one of these Radio Four shows, and somebody said um, along the lines of, "Well, um, I guess we know what an alpaca is now, which we didn't before." And my brother-in-law looked at that and he went, ah, fucking London-centric joke. <laughs> <laughs> and his thing is, I live in the countryside, so I know what an alpaca is. Yeah. And he's like, but they have to direct this to uh, London <laughs> London audiences in their London bubble. Um, <laughs> to not know what an alpaca is. Yeah, and I thought, that is a weird way to hate on London. Yeah, it is, the, yeah. The, and, the, and to the be news honest- quiz does a joke that goes, we know what an alpaca is, yeah. and you go, this is fucking Haringey's fault. <laughs> I mean, it's not like, you know, it's not like whales and sheep. It's not like we've got an abundance of alpacas rocking around, surely. No, exactly. If you think, like, you know. like, people who live in the country see horses, sheep. Yeah. Pigs, and, maybe. And, 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 like, you know, the other thing is, it's, it's you know, regionalist humour is absolutely the shit. Yes. And when you've got that thing of going, you know, someone going, um, oh, well, I come from Cardiff, and people going, sheep shagger, yeah. shagging your sheep. It's so fucking witless. Mm. But the leap of imagination to go <laughs> to from an alpaca's up. destroyed to going, I think London should be buried. <laughs> you know, just bizarre. Oh. oh, I heard a story and I, I forgot it on the last show and I need to tell you it very badly. Pete. Okay. Um, uh, I met a guy uh, whose name is very uh, memorable mm. uh, because he, he very kindly helped me out on it. He told me a brilliant story and he said, um, you'll remember who told you this story because you were told it by R. Kelly. <laughs> oh, wow. That has stuck in my head. He's Ryan Kelly. Ryan Kelly. Uh, and Ryan. Ryan is, he lives in London. Um, <laughs> now knows what an alpaca is. <laughs> and he he comes originally from Belfast. And he was telling me a story uh, <laughs> that was so good, Pete. You're going to love this. He um, he went to see uh, Smackdown mm. in the mid-2000s. Yeah. And he went with his mum because um, she was really like keen on the wrestling. And so they went and saw the show. It was all very good. And they got a cab back afterwards. Yeah. And um, I'm debating about whether to do the accent. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. Have a go. You're quite good at them. <laughs> Welcome to my cab. No, <laughs> I haven't got it yet. Warming up. Welcome to my cab. No, no, yeah. Hang on. <clears throat> okay. So they get in the cab. Right. And the driver says, so have you been down the wrestling? That's strong, in it? That's too yeah, strong. Yeah, that's all right. That's all right. It's fine, yeah. Have you been down the wrestling? And they say, yes, we have. We've had a great time. And he says, uh, do you want to know what great Carly eats? <laughs> <laughs> and they say, yes. And oh, he says, alpacas? my wife does the catering for the WWE when they come into Dublin. Right. Uh, in Belfast, rather. They come to Belfast. And <laughs> they said, so what does he eat? He went, this morning, my wife made him 40 baked potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> 40 baked potatoes? That's too many, Carly. I don't how care do how big you are. them? You'd be asleep for three days after that. It does explain a lot. It does explain a lot. Stop eating fucking 40 baked potatoes, If, you if they gave him a normal meal... Maybe he'd be like, oh, you know what? Off, I can so really move. I feel really light on my feet. I'm so sorry I've wasted the last three years by <laughs> eating 40 baked potatoes for a meal. Oh, oh Lord. Yeah, well, you get to 39, you go, one more. <laughs> <laughs> Why would it be a round number? 
Yeah. Why, 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 you've done this a lot. You must go, oh, do you know what? I only eat 12 of them. You know? <laughs> I'll order 13 so that I'm not hungry if they're small. But specifically, it's got to be 40. Does it matter what size they are, big or small? Can we? If they're bigger, should we? No, no, no. No, no, no. 40. No. Get it down. 40 Get of whatever down, they man. are. Good uh, God. Apologies to Ryan there for that accent, which was not good. I thought it was good. I thought it was perfectly serviceable. Ignorant, Pete. Very ignorant. ignorant. <laughs> <laughs> Let's crack on with Money in the Bank 2020. Right, We're on then. the second match. Um, this is Bobby Lashley uh, versus R-Truth, although yes. it starts off as uh, MVP versus R-Truth. Um, <laughs> uh, R-Truth comes out, and I, I like... Uh, this is a golden period for R-Truth, really. The last few years, um, he is basically playing someone who is deluded and uh, mad, yeah. effectively. Yeah. So he comes out doing his normal rap, which he would normally do, uh, and an audience would shout everything back, but he's doing it in an empty room. And they're... It's, I like this because they're, they're, they're doing a nod to the fact that circumstances have changed. Mm. And R-Truth comes out, does exactly what he normally does, and doesn't seem to realise there's no crowd. So he begins to sort of go, what's up? And he wants people to shout, what's yeah. up? And when he holds the mic up, he reacts as if they've done it. And he's just like, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, and I really like that sort of, you know, he's I, not quite there. I think R-Truth is a real diamond in this whole show. Yeah. He, 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 come, he turns up later on. Uh, again, just deluded. I think he's a cracking little actor. You, Very he is. And you see little bits about this where you go, you can play to certain characters' strengths mm. during a, a pandemic. And one of those is R-Truth has a genuinely lovable and delightful and sort of funny persona. Mm. And what it doesn't need is it doesn't need a big crowd to be laughing along yeah. because he does it so well. Um, he is, to me, I call him reverse quake. And he's the reverse quake because at this point he's 49 years old. Jesus Christ. So he's nearly 50. Fucking He's nearly whoa. 50. When was his kind of like hair day? He looks like he is in his Good early 30s. God. He is, he is absolutely the opposite of earthquake. His name is Ron Killings. His really? name is Ron Killings, yeah. <laughs> he was raised in Charlotte in North Carolina and from a very young age he loved hip hop and breakdancing. Very into those two. Mm. Um, at high school, he competed in football um, and track and field events. And he was very talented at both sports. He got a lot of college scholarships offered to him. Mm. But instead, he graduated high school at the age of 18 and decided to dedicate himself to having a music career. Uh, within a couple of years, he was selling cocaine on the streets for extra <laughs> income. Um, and he continued dealing drugs uh, for much of his early 20s mm. uh, in an attempt to basically set himself up financially and continue trying to make music. Right. Um, he was arrested on four different occasions. He spent uh, small amounts of time in jail before he finally was given a longer sentence of 13 months, uh, which he served. Um, there's a famous photo of him uh, that does the rounds on the internet where he is standing with Tupac Shakur. Right. And he looks like a cross between uh, Kid and Play and um, Doc Brown from Back to the Future. <laughs> he looks like... The funny thing is, his face is exactly the same. And so you look at it and it's like he's a time traveller. Oh, he's got like kind of half-bleached hair, like a kind of... He like does. He's really into scar. You can tell it's early <laughs> 90s because he's got that sort of neon, sort of yeah. strange, almost like MTV jacket on. Yeah. Um, but he's he, he's a man who obviously has seen some life. Um mm. When that prison sentence finished, he was in his mid-twenties and he, was, he, he met um, a guy called Jackie Crockett from the NWA, one of the Crockett family. Um, he was, I don't quite understand the circumstances in which they met, but Jackie Crockett met him at a halfway house that he was in after being released from prison. Mm. And Jackie Crockett just said, you should become a pro wrestler. Um, Ron Killings then spent a couple of years more trying to keep his music career afloat. And when he realised it wasn't going to happen, he went back to... Crockett, he contacted him once more and said, 
I think I'd like to be a pro wrestler. Mm. And it all started from there. So in the 2000s, he was working in a sort of, um, I think he started in 1997, working very small promotions, a place called NWA Wildside he, he saw a lot of action in. And he was signed by WWE in 1999. After a year of training, he went to the main roster in 2000. He was part of a tag team with Road Dog uh, under the name K-Quick. And then he moved to TNA, where he had a really good run. He won their um, their, their championship uh, between 2002 and 2007. He was a sort of semi-main eventer, stroke occasional main eventer. Mm. Um, and the WWE picked him back up in 2008. And he's now been there ever since. He is one of the longest-serving active members of the roster now, mm. having been there for, what is it, um, nearly 15 years yeah. uh, on his second run there. Um, since he's become a wrestler as well, he's actually been able to release two albums, which is a delight. It's obviously the thing that means a lot to him. He released Invincible in 2004, which oddly has... He spelled Invincible with an E before the A, so it's got the word Vince in it. And I can never tell whether that's wrestlers sort of going, this will appeal more to the market if I make it sound like it's about it wrestling. It's about wrestling. Yeah. Right? yeah. That came out in 2004. The cheapest one of those, it was self-released, cheapest one of those on Discogs is 48 quid. Um, so it's See? hard to find. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Well, you only release a few. His track list, track one, I'm mad. Tra- track <laughs> three, I got issues. Track four, I got that flavour. He's got everything. Track five, what's my name? <laughs> track six, still getting rowdy. And track eight, I'm mad remix. Um, so <laughs> that's, that's bolstering the... Uh, yeah. Notices, one of the things that you notice in his, in his <laughs> intro when he's doing this song and everything, he's not got... A lovely voice. No, he's really not. It's quite rough. <laughs> the, um, um, it's worth uh, following MVP on Instagram as well, who also is a bit of an aspiring uh, musical is he? star. Um, his last sort of single or, or piece of music he put out is and was awful. <laughs> but the video, um, he's clearly got someone to do um, like 3D graphics and 3D mm. like uh, approximations of himself yeah. rapping and you know, d- different scenes and stuff. It looks like shitposting. It looks like genuine kind of like trying to be shit shitposting. It's well worth it. There is something funny about it. If you approach any sportsman and say, look, I've got six grand for you. Will you come in and record a single? They yeah. will all go, you don't even need to pay me. This I'll is something, there. I've got my notebook full of my ideas. Yeah. That? One of my really early jobs in TV was I had to storyboard and direct a music video for the snooker player, Jimmy White. Yeah, did we did we sort of um, did we talk about this on Looking Picture? Did we talk about this on it? Because I remember you brought in the CD. I think I've got yeah, some yeah. I've, I, I don't have a copy of it anymore. Now? It was called Minted. Oh, um, I bought one off eBay. That's right. That's no, it. Yes. Yeah, and that was exactly like it. Where Jimmy White. I mean, they they did the single, and the people who did it, um, mm. they were very very sure it would definitely be at number one for sixteen <laughs> weeks. Uh, and it was just Can him I going. Stop the hurricane. I'm minted. I'm minted. <laughs> and they have that thing of going. There is a built-in fan base, so we know that this will sell some copies. Sixty-year-old men. <laughs> It's never worked before. <laughs> it worked with Diamond Eyes by Waddle and Hoddle, and that mm. is it. Nothing that was a else banger. Is, is it Diamond, Diamond Eyes Lights. or Diamond Lights? Diamond Lights. Lights, yeah. Darling, I love you. Oh. These Diamond Lights. <laughs> I'd love it. Someone, I love me. It's a good song. day this goes out offering you six grand, <laughs> hoping to get some of that tailwind from the ramble sort of fans. <laughs> um, his second album was called Killing It. 
uh, mm. by the way, which was 2016. Should have been called Killings It, shouldn't it? Yes, exactly. That makes more sense. Just funnier. Mm. Um, the thing that really changed our truths career, he was sort of going nowhere. He was a lower card talent. You know, he was almost being phased out, was they brought in the 24-7 championship. Mm. Um, and that is a belt that is, uh, you, you can you can fight for at any time. Mm. You just need to have a ref with you. And they run it as a sort of joke belt. A little bit like the hardcore belt, except it, it's comedy, really, rather than anything serious. Mm. Um, uh, R-Truth um, pinned the uh, the champion at the time, Robert Roode, on the first day it came out, I think. Right. And it made him the first uh, WWE superstar to win both the 24-7 and the hardcore belt. You need longevity to have been able to hold the hardcore belt. That disappeared a long time ago. Mm. But what they did was they really sort of went, this isn't just a title that people fight for. This is our truth belt. Mm. And so he has subsequently, he's held it. He's a 53-time 24-7 champion. <laughs> That's nice. I like it. He uh, it was the first of just 12 people to hold that belt for longer than 24 hours. Um, <laughs> he loses it to celebrities and then wins it back. Mm. So it, he gets a nice sort of... They're, they're, I have a feeling that when he goes or when he decides to retire or whatever it will be, they will just say, take your belt with you. And then there will be occasional appearances when he's in his 70s where he comes back and people chase him and he manages to get away with it. <laughs> and I think that's a really sweet thing to do. Um, MVP is back in this as well. He looks amazing. Got a um, uh, a sort of outfit on that's slightly inspired by Black Panther, I think. Yes. Got a good look about him. Um, when old people come back with modern things, it really works, mm. you know, and he looks like he's aware of what's going on in the world, you know, and he looks great. That slightly salt and pepper hair. Mm. He's in exactly the same condition as he was before. But what they've done with MVP is they've gone, let's not expose him. We're not going to put him in a 20 minute match. No one cares. So what they've done is they, they bring him in here. He gets to do this quite embarrassing bit where they're talking about balling, where they're mm. showing each other basketball things. And in an empty room, that just seems like you're watching a rehearsal for an improv show. Yeah. It, it really is sort of like sticky and eggy. And you just, you want to sort of step in and go, guys, okay, I don't think that's going anywhere. Um, <laughs> now you're going to be a florist and you're a uh, member of a right wing group. Go. And then? And then? <laughs> yes, and. and then? Yes, yes and. and. <laughs> um, yeah. I'd love to do improv where everyone just says no. And people sort of say, yeah, but it just gut us down, doesn't it? It just stops it. What's the point? It's derailed it. Good. Good. That's good. good. That's good. I don't yeah, want to see improv. Don't want improv. to see any improv. <laughs> Awful. Um, they they basically have Bobby Lashley then come down and they have a bit where our truth is sort of like not aware of the danger and he's just talking away and mm. he sort of says, hey, it's a whole wide world. And he slaps Lashley across the face by accident. Um, no need for that. Just have Lashley come in and kill him. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly. all you need. He really lays a big old spear on uh, he does um, absolutely it was sloppy but fun it was and after we you know watching the last Wrestlemania where Bobby Lashley loses to Alistair Black mm. um, what you can see here is them going okay do you know what let's actually push Lashley let's do this properly mm. and this is the first step in that you take someone who's a little comedy character and you have the big guy bully him and beat him really quickly not giving him any quarter or any kindness mm. you know that's a, a perfect way to start building up a bad guy and MVP's there for some bloody reason <laughs> Yeah, MVP will be the manager. Right. So he, they are working together. And I think, you know, that, that was a good combination. There was always the problem that Bobby Lashley is so bad on the mic. But oddly, when they began saying to him, you know, we're going to book you well and not have you lose and we're going to give you wins. And he, Bobby Lashley just needs confidence. Yeah. And with the confidence has come the ability to do good promos mm. that are very in character where he's just serious and he's just like, I'm going to absolutely walk through you. Mm. And that's all you need. The... the, the you can use Bobby Lashley's strengths, which are he's slightly humorless. Yeah. He doesn't seem to be very verbose. 
and you can just make that into something that's you know I mean he I, he's he's been one of the most improved performers over the last year mm. and it's been really nice to see finally you know he's getting that run mm. a little bit like Mark Henry that it took Mark Henry ten years to actually sort of go, I now know what I am. Mm. Bobby Lashley's always been just on the precipice of what that is. And it's only been in the last year. You know, the 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 age, the wisdom, the understanding of the business, the confidence in the business mm. that he's really nailed it. And it's yeah. great to see. Uh, really pleasing. Um, we get a little talk with Baron Corbin. Um, oh, <laughs> I forgot. We The first talk we get is with Lacey Evans. Yes. <laughs> WWE lost week was valued as a $4 billion company. Mm -hmm. And for this little promo they do with Lacey Evans, they have obviously sent a camera to her house and got her husband to film her (laughs) sitting in part of the house that has no, like as as, as few distracting features as possible. (laughs) So they look like they're in a laundry room. And from where she's sitting, I think she's sitting on the floor because otherwise (laughs) the window would be seven and a half feet up the wall. Yeah. So I think she's sitting on the floor in their laundry room. She's got her gloves on and a big hat like an egg yolk yeah they had to post them to her (laughs) it was I mean she is she is good but as we say I think we both find this a disgusting um, yeah it's it's kind of especially because like she had a legitimate kind of military career yeah she's just this bell yeah it's just weird and when you see her in the match they don't play up to this particularly and she's actually really good she's really physical and she runs brilliantly Mm. when she's running through the building you sort of go she does run like a marine (laughs) you know she, she really is sort of frightening but when you see her doing this like fanning herself yeah. you know it's ah. like, kind of like wilting kind of it's just like uh, it's not, it yeah. doesn't really fit in with her, how she wrestles really. not at all not at all she's sort of dressed like she's going to fucking Ascot and she's all <laughs> she's all just like you know she's doing a lippy and stuff and yeah. it's just like mm. that 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 attempt and not an attempt I mean she she, she's, she is a very feminine woman but mm. that attempt to sort of go well I do this I do it my lipstick oh <laughs> I, I, I can't let the gentleman see me looking at anything but my bears <laughs> Uh, I, I, it does absolutely flip my stomach. Um, it just, yeah, it, it just makes me think of hot colonial houses that really stink of lavender and yes. loads of lace and ruching and you know, and, and who's and, for lemonade? I know, and delicate social, social sort of, you know, yeah. sir, you have spoken out of turn. <laughs> you know, oh Christ! My brother has never consumed lithium. <laughs> I will have my vengeance. Um, Awful, awful, awful. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. 
For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Confidence starts with loving who you are. And when your skin feels nourished and glows on the outside, you naturally radiate confidence from the inside. Give your skin a glow up with Osea's clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This ultra-hydrating body care features two of Osea's bestsellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. These seaweed-powered heroes use skincare-level ingredients normally reserved for your face for results you can see and confidence you can feel. Osea has been making clean, clinically proven seaweed-infused face and body care products for over 28 years. This luxurious skincare is vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com, code GLOW. Um, we, we get a little uh, Drew McIntyre after that mm. one as well and uh, he starts off by just going a big happy Mother's Day to all the mothers in the world <laughs> Congress oh god this is He's... such right, the dead hand of fucking writers <laughs> isn't it you know that, that they kind of go we want to get over that he's such a big baby face <laughs> and that people are going to be sitting at home just going I thought he was big and tough but he loves his mum and he's right about mums I love my mum <laughs> <laughs> he's such he's so respectful <laughs> mum mum come in here come and watch what Drew McIntyre saying about, about, about the mums the mums the mums <laughs> Um, it just corny old shit. Mm. I don't want wrestlers, you know, giving me reminders of fucking Hallmark card <laughs> dates. I want them to. I want them to fight. It's just, you know. Oh, you see, it's the Battle of the Boyne, everyone, because I have an iPhone. <laughs> Why do they always remind you of the Battle of the fucking Boyne? Is that what? I, I I don't know what it is. What is the Battle of the Boyne? Battle of the Boyne. Let's have a look here. Bank holiday. Is it something to do with the Orange Man? It's something to do with the King William the Third mm. and the yeah, it's Ireland, isn't it? Yeah, don't want to fuck about with that. No, they're very <laughs> much. They're, I, I bet that's the thing. Of uh, there's loads of people who go, can we get rid of the thing that flashes up saying the Battle of the Boyne? <laughs> and no, then, we can't. then there's loads oh, of I'll people. Let you try. <laughs> I'm Scottish now. <laughs> A big shout out to all the Jacobites out there. <laughs> 
yeah. Well, we, I mean, we we can get rid of this uh, Battle of the Boyne thing, but you the problem is show. there there will be a civil war. <laughs> so we're keeping it. Um, the robot. <laughs> keeping I it. am going to wrestle Sting. <laughs> <laughs> but then, yeah, after the our truth match, you get a quick one with Baron Corbin, mm. uh, who is is doing a thing. He's sort of. I don't know where he is. I was thinking he's his home. It's quite. It's easy to get the the sort of. Um, he he's dressed a bit like a Game of Thrones mm, king. Yeah, and those things are you can get one of those banners quite easily, and it's a, a bare brick wall. Mm. Um, I've seen inside his house before because on Twitter he has a lot of barbecues, and it doesn't look like that big is, enough. Right, it doesn't uh, look like his house. Right. You know. I was thinking, is it one of those medieval re- themed restaurants that was so big oh, in America? Oh, which goes, yeah. Can I come? Can I come after work and uh, after you are finished yeah. and just take a couple of pictures? It, it would have been lockdown as well. And you're like, oh, it's empty, so can I come in? And they're like, you know, yeah, I guess. You know, but <laughs> those ones that you only ever see in like 1980s comedy films, where mm. there'd be a scene where they go out for dinner and it would be. Someone standing up and going, you know, um, prepare yourselves to see King Hammer the Eighth joust, yeah. and everyone would be sitting around. And we all have a big leg. Theme restaurants don't happen anymore, do they? No, I've said it before. There was this, there's a terrible one, terrible one uh-huh. uh, in America. Sunso's Last Resort. We've spoken about it before, mm. so apologies if this is a repeat. But um, uh, you, you go in, and uh, the staff just insult the fuck out of you. They just they, the you. theme is. It's an horrible place and, and the staff insult you. Yeah. Um, and uh, there was this family sat down and we were just having a, a, a beer at the bar, beer at the bar, and uh, the, the guys have just been insulting to everyone. It's quite funny, it's quite amusing. Like, yeah. You're going to fucking tip me or what? You're like, really offensive, yeah. really so. And, uh, and this little family there, little girls there, and um, everyone's kind of, uh, the, the staff draw, write something offensive on your hat. You've got this big paper hat. Got you. And they write, you fucking prick. You know <laughs> And, and and this little girl sat down, and uh, the guy, the fucking server, wrote flat chest. <laughs> I'm like, this kid, kid couldn't have been older than about 12. It was so offensive. I can think about it so much. I mean, flat that, chest. What, that, this is that, that, 12, what did you mate? expect? It's fucking 12. You came here knowing that's what we do. <laughs> why are you, why are you, you came somewhere that you're like, oh, they, they offend you. Yeah. Now you're offended, and you're, and you're going to complain. <laughs> well, bully for fucking you. you know? Oh, mate. <laughs> Themed restaurants are strange. I, I don't really <laughs> think we particularly had any around here, did we? I know no. occasionally they're Planet like... Planet Hollywood, one. was that like a thing? No, that was just like Bubba memorabilia. Yeah. Uh, the bub- yeah, that Bubba Gump sh- uh, Shrimp Company one. But I guess I guess nowadays we have things like, you know, you have like those kind of like interactive stage shows, like Back yeah. to the Future and stuff and Bum Bum There Train, are a couple of no, weird really... bars that are like, oh, it's in a World War II bunker yeah. and they all dress as... You know, I mean, they just wear olive clothes. Or if, you want access, if you want access to the speakeasy, you're like, it's, it's this fridge, right? And you knock on it, <laughs> yeah. and you go, pick up this phone, it's in the fridge, right? But and those aren't themes, are they? Because those are just like, those are just like, oh, you, it's it, it's got a funny door. Yes, yeah. I, yeah. I, I want to go to a Smurf themed bar. <laughs> I want everyone blue. dressed as Smurfs. Yeah. I want the men with their tops off, coloured <laughs> blue. <laughs> every I, I, night, absolutely. I want I want yeah. a wizard Gargamel to come down at eight o'clock every, on the hour. Yeah, and he starts chasing the waiting staff <laughs> around with a net, <laughs> and he's got a big Azrael cat, and that runs about. You know a lot more about Smurfs than me. I, I have I, not a clue. I know Gargamel and Azrael, right. and that is. Very European. Limit. You're so European. <laughs> uh, Les Trump. <laughs> That's what they are in oh. France. Uh, in the original French. <laughs> um, they, uh, we go through to a next match, yes. which is um, SmackDown Women's Champion Bailey versus Tamina Snooker. Mm. Um, Bailey's so good, Pete. B- 
Billy is so good. So good. She uh, she was the greatest performer of the lockdown era. Mm. She um, was a shit-talking sort of arrogant heel, but one who could wrestle. Yeah. She she had a thing of not being a, a chicken shit coward heel mm. or a cheater. She was just a mouthy shit who could then really intelligently get the job done. Yeah. And this is the perfect match that she's in. I don't think I've ever enjoyed a Tamina Snooker match. And I enjoyed the shit out of this match. Yeah. Because Bailey is just, it's all about her. And she just doesn't do anything other than be at the very top of her game. <laughs> I was sort of expecting, because we, we spoke about the Sasha and uh, Bailey thing before, where you know, you can tell that Sasha's going to turn at some point. Yeah. I thought it was going to happen in this match. So I kept I kept. And that's, the, that's the beauty of that long-running thing is yeah. you kept expecting it and they kept holding off on it. Yeah. And it was such a beautifully sort of worked long game mm. uh, that they that they did finish too quickly. They should have gone through <laughs> all the way to WrestleMania. Uh, um, there's just, they're so good. I mean, Sasha Banks comes in after the match is over. Um, Bailey pins Tamina with a crucifix pin that is one of the best crucifix pins you'll ever see. Mm. It properly looks like it's tight and unbreakable. Mm. Really, really good. And uh, Sasha Banks runs in wearing, I mean, essentially like, like. Um, I mean, it makes me feel quite queasy, the idea of having to put the trousers on that she's put on. Oh, the red trousers. So, like, so... Like, can I have a pair of trousers slightly tighter than my skin? It's it's like, uh, yeah, they're very restricted. Very. It's a like definite um, uh, powder would have to be applied to, uh, yeah. to get them over your shins. Oh, completely. I mean, it just looks like sort of like, it looks like paint. A lot, of just gone on. a lot of lasses' clothes look uncomfortable, to be fair. It's, it's, a, it's a patriarchy, isn't it? It's, it's, it's just, a patriarchy. You're not allowed pockets and everything's fucking tight. They have the two things with women where they say you can either have the dresses, which as a man I envy. I'd, I'd love, love to be able to, I'd love to wear a moomoo around. <laughs> but then, you know, you can see, like, for example, in the Middle East, they've gone, oh no, we'll have that. Yeah, we'll have that. We'll yeah, have that. That's allowed. Um, but, I mean, poor women. It's, it's either you get the goodness of the skirt or you get what Sasha Banks is in, which is we, we will dip you in candle wax yes. and then you can go out. Yeah, <laughs> um, dry off. But she does a knee and she's in <laughs> high heels that are, you know, eight inches tall. Mm. And uh, after she does the knee, she sort of, you know, one of them clicks and she she goes over mm. and she gets back up and she just she just says to Tamina Snooker, you broke my heel! And she slaps <laughs> her as hard as she can in the face. It's, um, the, the heel isn't broken, she just stacked it. Yeah. Um, but all of it is just perfect. <laughs> the very fact that they're in a position where they're so confident that when she falls over, she doesn't go, I hope no one saw it. She just goes, oh, right. roll with it. Happy, happy, happy. And the two of them, after the match, they go over to the commentators and just start going, you see? You see what it's all about? Did you enjoy that, isn't it? And they're just, they know exactly what they're doing and it's a delight to watch. Yeah. Bailey uh, the, 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 is the hero of the lockdown era for me. She's so good. And you can mm. see in this match, she had it going from the moment it started. Mm. She just clicked with it immediately. Oh, Definitely. so exciting. Fantastic. And then you get a Seth Rollins promo. Um, <laughs> he thinks he's being intense. He's being a bit dull. Um, <laughs> but when he's reading it, when he's when he's he's me, he's memorised the lines, and that is the most obvious thing here mm. that it's not coming from a natural place. And he is really sort of going, um, Drew McIntyre, when I get into the ring with you. <laughs> and I was thinking it's weird because if he was on stage in a play mm. and he was acting like that, he had a monologue like that, you would go, "Fucking hell, this is bad." <laughs> This isn't acting, you know, and it's just weird when you see it on television and you suddenly sort of go, no one speaks like this. No, this is unacceptable. It really Stop isn't this. good. It really isn't good. Um, I, I thought that was, uh, he's just hammy. Yeah. Really But he's, but he's always hammy. been like that, hasn't he? Every time I've seen him, yeah. he's kind of been doing that. Yeah, he's, um, uh, uh, it's hard to know how 
history will go and remember him, really. Yeah. In the middle of it, where he's one of the A-listers, it seems very odd to sort of go, I don't like this facet of him. <laughs> but I just think you'll go back and you'll, you know, maybe someone will discover wrestling in 20 years' time and they'll go back and they'll go, What's this oh, mess? Who, Who's you know, that guy? Yeah, this guy, he's not very good at these. Chewing the scenery. Yeah. Why did they make Why did they make him do it so much? Don't know. I mean, it's, it's that thing of going, well, all our main eventers are good speakers. Mm. But then you've sort of gone, yeah, but he's a main eventer. You don't have to <laughs> make him not. speak. He's the exception that proves the rule. Yeah, very true. <laughs> um, we're going to have uh, just one more match. Let's quickly get it in, shall we? Yeah, it's good. Then. Yeah, it's Bray Wyatt versus Braun Strowman. Mm. So, as I said uh, last episode, someone at the, the live show did say, you know, so you like Bray Wyatt now, do you? Because you shouldn't. You know, yeah. this is mm. madness. And I thought, well, this is the test, really. This is the test watching this match knowing that I've seen the WrestleMania 36 Cena one, do I actually like Bray Wyatt? And I think the answer is yeah. I yeah, do. I, I've I've come back round as well. To be honest, you kind of warned me off him a little bit, and I, yeah. uh, not knowing wrestling that well, I'm like going, "Oh, well, Mark knows it. Mark you, knows it all." And and but I'm like, "Oh, I like this." Though. But do you know what? I I don't I don't I just don't think I like the fiend. Yeah, and a lot of it is because the fiend because he's got that big mask on. It could be anyone. Mm. You know, it doesn't. There's nothing unique about it. And when mm. you see this match, which is Bray Wyatt, mm. and it's partly Bray Wyatt really because a they wanted to. Um, make the next cinematic match they'll do at Extreme Rules, The Fiend versus Braun Strowman. Yeah. But also they were like, there's no point having a Fiend entrance with no crowd mm. uh, or in not a cinematic way. Mm. That seems like a waste. So he can beat Bray Wyatt and then Bray Wyatt goes, okay, but can you beat The Fiend? Yes. It just extends this mm. thing. But as he comes out as Bray Wyatt, um, you know, his children's TV presenter sort of role, you just realise a lot of his appeal is his brilliant facials yeah, and his ability to tell a story and what he's going through by using his face. And without a crowd, you can really focus on that as well. I think he's really, really good at this. He is really, really good. He's confident and he entirely has the pace of the match. And anything that's interesting about this match stems from him. Yeah. You know, Um, he's he's really good. What it also made me realise is I... Cannot stand Braun Strowman. <laughs> I just don't. I, well, he's got nothing, hasn't he, compared to? Uh, but that's kind of the character, isn't he? He's a big, dumb kind of henchman for, for yeah. Brock Wyatt. But but his his the, the issue with that is that is not a babyface, mm. and there's nothing that that Braun Strowman does. He's such a bad good guy. Yeah, in that he is like not charming. He's not warm. He's not friendly. He's not dashing. He doesn't seem to have any weaknesses. Mm. He's a, a big, powerful like bully. Um, his his gimmick is just like being an unfriendly big man yeah. who is absolutely confident of damaging his smaller opponent. Um, <laughs> he growls, he sort of roars. He's got camo trousers on, like he's a military experiment. <laughs> what is your What is your gimmick? You had all summer no, to work it out. Work it out. Um, and he's just he's too big for his opponent to do anything with. Yeah. So you don't really get peril. Because he just has to occasionally lumber around. The other thing I noticed in this match, his head is about 50% bigger than Braun, Bray Wyatt's. Even when he puts the mask on. <laughs> yeah. Big hotline Miami mask. <laughs> yeah. the, the head is a key thing about whether you can be a good guy or a bad guy. Yeah. And if your head is too big, you can only be a bad guy. Andre manages it, though. Oh, he did, but that was because he was old and then his head was too big. Too big. And you went, oh. Um, oh, no. But that sort of, that big old head, it just makes you look like you're 
not quite human. And if you're not quite human, you can't be a good guy. Um, uh, Bray Wyatt, you 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 did send me a, a WhatsApp, which is a hundred percent correct. That he looks very much like the comedian Stuart Lee. His eyes are exactly the same as Stuart Lee's eyes. So they, when he's kind of like on the mat, he looks like Stuart Lee. Yeah. It's astonishing. Why would you cover up the one wrestler you have who looks like Stuart Lee in a mask? <laughs> <laughs> That's his Richard Herring mask. <laughs> as this match goes on, the basic sort of storyline is that Bray Wyatt wants Braun Strowman to come back into the Wyatt family, which is yeah. how he originally debuted. Mm. Um, he wants the black sheep of the family to return mm. because uh, Wyatt used to wear a black sheep mask. Mm. Um, basically, Wyatt is also saying that when you come back, um, the thing you'll do is give me the the championship belt because that that you know then we can we can do things right that yeah. sort of thing. I'll mm-hmm. be the leader again. And uh, on goes the mask. Um, it's amazing how when the mask goes on and Braun Strowman tilts his head, you just go, "This is better." <laughs> Than when than you what you were doing it for. Didn't yeah. have the mask You're more on. of a face. I, yeah. I am more interested in this, and I think it's a better character yeah. already than that. Yeah. And, of course, like the WWE, they just egg these things so much. Yeah. So Wyatt is overjoyed. And Wyatt is doing his best. He to, is. With, with, in a bad situation. He really is. And he and he works it as hard as he can, and he is delighted that the, 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 um, the black sheep is back. He is joyful. Um, we've seen the puppets as well pop up, and the puppets are shite. <laughs> um, they pop up uh, by the um, you know uh, the the audience barriers. Um, there's the 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 buzzard and uh, the huskus the pig, and oh, fucking the worst the bit in this match is Bray Wyatt is doing all he can, and then there's a series of quick camera shots to all the puppets, mm. and they the, the turkey and the doll both go, "You did it, Bray!" <laughs> and then the doll's got such a funny voice, <laughs> and huskus goes, "Hooray!" Um, and, <laughs> The best bit is, I think the first time you see the first one to pop up is Huskus. Yeah, and um, Huskus, and Huskus pops up. But the thing that gets me is, it's like there's no in this match, unless I'm very wrong. Like they never get introduced as part of no, it. No, not at they all. They just appear. And all right, if you yeah. know it already, yeah, fine. But if you're just a casual viewer, that's what, what the, the fuck? fuck what that? the fuck is going on here? And Huskus comes up and it goes. He sort of goes, "You can do it, Bray." And I was thinking, it's what that is is the default. Voice that if someone goes, give a puppet a voice, you yeah. go, oh, hello, hello. I am a frog, I'm yeah. a frog, I, I am a doll, <laughs> whatever it is, you just the go Mexican. for that weird Mexican one. And when Huskus goes, you can do it, Bray, I was like, no thought has gone into no, this, none no, at absolutely all. none. Um, the rabbit peeps about, <laughs> <laughs> how anyone is like, this will, you know, this is the sort of thing that people might go, do you know what? I didn't think wrestling was for me, but <laughs> now I've seen the rabbit puppet go. Um, it really is very good Um, but Pete oh no it's just mind games oh mind games mate mind games big trick from big brawny yeah Braun takes off the mask he stamps on it he does a power slam and he pins Bray Wyatt and um, I don't know what it was about this but as as it sort of ended I was like I feel stupid I feel I feel stupid that a company thinks that I would watch that ending and just go that was brilliant and I felt sort of so out of touch with it I just sort of thought I'm sitting here watching this and I feel I feel stupid. Stupider, I feel yeah. like an idiot has, has gone ta-da. And I've just gone, oh, I just not I you don't know what to say. But, but, but I've got no one to blame but myself. <laughs> Didn't need to be here. And then uh, off goes Braun, the good guy, grumpily stamping up the ramp and 
furious and brooding, <laughs> and he roars with his eyes open as well. I mean, it's just, I, how is that supposed to be a good guy? Yeah. It just doesn't make any sense. And then you get a little bit of static. We go, and it's a the fiend it's the, it's flashes the up. It's the fiend. Oh, what's going to? I think I don't. I feel <laughs> stupid. I feel <laughs> the, stupid. It, and, and when there's the bit where um, Strowman's standing up and, and Wyatt sort of like celebrate, like you know, and it's all quiet, and you just get about thirty seconds of where no one's talking. Yeah. In the co- you can really hear the commentators, you know, McMahon or someone. The feedback. Talk about this. I I wonder if it's Huskus has got into the headset. <laughs> Tell everyone that this was a very good match. <laughs> I very much enjoy the uh, the chalk slam from uh, Strowman and Wyatt, though. Really mm. put him through the fucking floor on that one. I was like, this is that was chunky, completely. And, and you know, after after sort of months of main events involving the Fiend. It's only when you see Bray Wyatt back that you go, actually, Bray Wyatt is really good. And it's just a case of if you gave him the right thing to do and you didn't stick him in these bloody things where they end with them having to go, you know, will you join with the flock? Then, you know, he he could have been a great asset. Mm. But uh, instead, they uh, they let that guy go. Mm. And I hope he goes on to... uh, Do a BBC Two special. Like some... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, I hope he and the pig get married. <laughs> oh, fantastic work. All right, then. Look, until next week, uh, we've been wrestling me. Uh, mm. We've got a Patreon. You can go over there and you can enjoy the goodness that that will bring you. Mm. Uh, get it in your ears. Yeah, do. And, you know, and, and actually fucking go and do it now. <laughs> had enough. Had yeah, enough of you not dick- doing it. I'm fucking about. Right, yeah. Lads. Come on. Grow up. Wrestle me, Pete. Wrestle me, Wrestle Me is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com.